So episode six, I'm still sitting at the park and I'm recording this one right after the episode five. Uh, there is some background noise. Um, there's a, the fields are shut down for, uh, between, between, uh, soccer, between the end of baseball in the summer and, uh, and soccer in the winter, fall and winter here, um, they close the field down for a couple of weeks and they sand it and pl- put, put some seed and fertilize it. And it's been closed for a bit over a week already, but it's school's back in. Today's the second day of school, I think. And uh, soccer's going to be starting. They're already practicing, not on this field, probably in Parksville. Uh, so pretty soon they're going to open these fields up and the soccer nets are going to go up and they'll paint the fields and there'll be kids all out here having a great time playing soccer and uh, making friends, hopefully learning about teamwork and... You know, um, some good stuff, good life lessons, hopefully. Um, of course, it's always fun to win, but it's about playing the game, you know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so if you hear the background noise, I just realized it's probably in the other one, too. That's the lawnmower, a big, massive, you know, looks like he's probably got a 60-inch or 72-inch uh, mower out in front of him, so it's pretty big. Um He's mowing the field, getting ready for the year to start. So, back to the commune. I talked a bit about all the different cultures that were represented there. But along with culture and what was happening at that time, there was also a lot of uh, experimental... I'm I'm calling it experimental, but a lot of uh, people looking... testing the waters for spiritual um, fulfillment, spiritual life... um, so things like, uh, I'm going to call it paganism or neo-paganism, uh, using tarot cards and using the I Ching to tell your future and uh, reading tea leaves and reading your hands and, and um, you know, palm reading and um, uh, all, all different kinds of wanting to tell the future, the Zodiac. My mom was quite into the Zodiac and had to into uh astrology and she had each one of us her kids um so she had somebody do a full full chart on us so we could see where every planet was at the day we were born and what the implications of that were and sort of the path that our like would take i don't know what happened to those that would be interesting to see those i think there was a flood in the basement of the house later on and we lost a lot of photographs and i suspect that those were among what was lost, which is unfortunate, because whether you believe in it or not, it certainly was interesting, especially to from, from the era. Um, so personally, I do place some uh, credibility in the fact that the stars and the moon and the planets have an effect on us. Uh, would I guide my? Would I use it to guide my life? No, I don't. I think they're inanimate, and I think that. Uh, the difference between an inanimate uh, thing and a living person, uh, which that's the creator God that I talk about, um, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, that's a personal God, you know, whereas space isn't personal, though some people today 
not wishing to be involved in a personal relationship with God do uh, attribute all their fortune and lack of fortune to the universe. The universe wills it. The, you know, that sort of uh, ethereal belief system. To me, ethereal, you know. Uh, it, that's what I wanted to talk about. The things that I would learned about, like, growing up uh, in the hippie movement, the experimental uh, attitude towards religion... The East Indian religions, in particular, were were uh, quite popular. Um, so we, there was another young man there. I don't remember his name, and uh, he had a dog, a German Shepherd named uh, Rama. Uh, I loved Rama. Rama was a great dog, but he really wasn't that bright. He used to be able to throw like a big rock the size of a, a softball into the river and that dog would dive in the river and try to find it. He'd bring you rocks. Until you told him he had the right rock, he'd just keep going in and bringing up another rock. And I mean, he broke teeth and everything. He wasn't the brightest dog. I really liked him though. I really did like him. I thought in a lot of ways he was very smart, but and he, want, he, he wanted to please, right? Uh, so in the fact that he was named Rama, uh, there was some research into who Rama was before the dog was named. So there was an understanding that we we had. I'm gonna have a drink. That we had all developed our own understandings about the religions of the world, and Christianity wasn't popular. Uh, it was um, not embraced. It was um, pretty much shunned. Like, I'm sure Charlie was Catholic, uh, New York Italian-born. Uh, um, I'm sure he was Catholic. And he never talked about it. Um, I, I got to be fairly close to Charlie. He was a leather craftsman, and he taught me a lot about leather work. And at some point, I was was gifted a, uh, a, a bunch of tools, leather leatherworking tools. And um, so I used to work with him. He had a little... Uh, he had set up a little studio where he was producing stuff. And um, and actually, Isamu, too, he taught me how to make the bamboo flutes and taught me about carving. Um, I never got into painting with him, but I car did a lot of carving. Um, basically, and the batiking, too. I did batiking and sewing. Uh, Sonia was the woman from Denmark uh, that I spoke about earlier. Um so here's an interesting story I want to share. I'll try to share it quickly. But when Sonia lived in Den Denmark before she came to Canada, she used to send us hashish through the mail. Uh, she would sew it into children's toys like teddy bears and whatever and uh, and ship it over. And then we would turn around and sell it. So there there was a time... Uh, when we had so much hashish and, and pot and that kind of stuff, but we didn't have a lot of money, my parents paid me and Joe and Jonathan our allowance in uh, in hashish. So we were constantly stoned, constantly. Like, like eating it, uh, smoking it, uh, and, you know, oh, let's smoke some of yours. No, let's smoke some of yours. We were kids, right? And uh, just blitzed all the time. Um, but that's also how we met those, those teachers I talked about earlier too, that were involved in the system, selling the products to make some money to, uh, to finance what the life on the commune. We also established a, uh, uh, a construction company called, uh, Cosmic Construction. 
Cosmic Construction got the got a contract with uh, Eagle Crest before it was a golf course. We uh, dismantled the, the. It was a farm. It was a commercial chicken farm originally. And we dismantled their chicken coops and privacy fences. And uh, I think we left the main house, but it had a privacy fence around it that we took down. And uh, that privacy fence ended up being the interior walls of our house. It was a, like if uh, if I put, I have a video. If I put that video up, you'll be able to see some of that. Gray weathered wood inside the house uh, came from, a lot of it came from the, the, the privacy fences. Uh, on Eagle Crest, we we got a contract to rake out the fields by hand, and so there was at one time twenty one people or so I counted uh, that lived there, and I don't remember how many of us went out and actually raked that field, but those fields there was nine fairways we raked, uh, but in in the dismantling of the chicken farm, we ended up with some cabins. We had we got three cabins that were uh, I'm not sure I think they were about 10 by 16 or 10 by 16 uh, cabins, windows all in the front. Uh, you'll see some, you'll see my cabin and Joe's cabin are still on the property. The, the, another one became Peter's cabin. My cabin was Charlie and Linda's cabin and Joe's cabin. I don't remember who originally had it. Uh, it might've been Betty. I can't remember. I can't remember who had it originally, but, um, might have been no it wasn't peter peter had one over by the barn off to the side anyway those those cabins became uh living quarters for the for the people on the commune and they each put their own additions and touches and you know made them into their homes um charlie's had a loft charlie when the commune broke down that that his cabin became my cabin uh when i was i either moved in there late 14 or 15 years old um you know we had been building on the property all along put additions on the house and and everybody was building i think tui was a carpenter and mino had carpenter experience so when we opened this construction company we started looking for work and we were getting it so um as as time progressed um my mom also, like I mentioned earlier, became uh, involved in a Eastern religion called. It was uh, it, it came out of the Sikh faith, and it was called Satmat. Um, it the path they call it, and my grandmother had been in that that religion as well, so it wasn't completely new. I think I already mentioned that my mom became a vegetarian at this and followed that path the same time I became a Christian. One of the things that happened through that um, was understanding my understanding of karma and reincarnation. Like there's different versions of it and different ways of understanding it and believing it. But as I entered into many discussions with my mom, the one thing that astounded her about my faith was that um, when when we die, this is worldview questions. Uh, you know, we all ask these questions. Why am I here? Why is there something rather than nothing? Uh, what's the meaning of life? Uh, what happens when I die? 
Um, those those are worldview sort of basic worldview questions. We all ask those questions and form our view of reality based on our answers to those questions. So if you don't have a coherent sort of answer to those questions, if they don't cohere, then what you have is some issues with how you view the world and how you live your life. And th- those are those are the kinds of things I'm. I want to talk about. That's that's what I mean when I say think. I want to get people thinking. I want you to examine your life. Socrates said the unexamined life isn't worth living, and there's a great truth in that. So that's the thing I want to do. Anyway, as I discussed with my mom, her her belief system was, you know, reincarnation, reincarnation. Uh, So karma was important. You don't eat other animals. You don't eat animals. You want to eat lower life forms to accumulate less karma. And the whole goal is to be incorporated back into a, a sea of light, nirvana, um, one consciousness. You know, it depends on your your ilk of Eastern faith that, you know, how you would term that. Um, but that was the thing. And, I mean, the questions I asked her were, were relevant questions. Well, where did, where did this where where did the sea of light come from the same questions people ask about about god where did this consciousness come from uh was you know uh, and how come we're spun off of it how come we're all these individual drops of light that need to make our way back to and i never really got good answers on that and also the other thing was is like i she was like wanting to be absorbed back into a universal consciousness and i'm like i want to i i want to live i want to be i want chris to be chris i want you know i want to to have i want myself i want myself to exist and and uh, i want to you know uh, john updike john updike updike the poet he 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 put it really clearly. He you know he said, "I want to be a self forever. I want to be a person forever. I want to have this reality that of me forever." And so, in my belief system, that's that's a reality. I have a personal relationship with God. I mean, and as I get into more how I arrive at that, well, I talked about when I was thirteen, but my understanding of what who God is. Um, that personal relationship is everything that that's like that's why god created according to the biblical christian worldview that's how why god created man was for personal relationship god wasn't alone because there's there's a, it's a he, he is a triune god there is the father and the son and the holy spirit and they all work together as one and and uh, you know i can discuss that with you if if you have questions about that and i don't know if i can answer them or not a lot of people a lot of those questions are never answered satisfactorily you you have you arrive at a, a belief system and that's where the faith come in but it's not blind faith it's a thought out faith it's an intellectual it's an understanding uh, you know it's like we can get into that later um Anyway, the the thing that my mom, a, a reoccurring question was like, you really believe that you're going to like live forever? You're going to live forever? Your consciousness? And it was, yeah, I do. And I believe that in in the, the uh, which I mentioned earlier, the, the prophetic uh, utterances of scripture that talk about us, uh, Christ coming back and, and cleaning the earth, rebuilding the earth and all of the believers who are in him. So basically, uh, 
the, that's biblical terminology, but we're in Christ. We're part of Christ because we believe, just believe in him. Um, we will be remade too. Our bodies, our physical bodies, will be immortalized. And, and that's how eternity will be as we grow and learn and experience like uh, uh, being a self forever and having interpersonal love, like pure love relationships, right? There, there's also another uh, poet, I believe it was. Anyway, it's a concept that I held on to. I'll, I'll look it up and try and get it at a later date. But about, about how we never fully learn to love as we walk on this this plane on this earth, um, we suffer from. Uh, Fear, for one, uh, there's a fear of death, a fear of embarrassment. Of, you know, we have these fears. Uh, and our love, it, it, the, the, the visual of it is as though our love flowed through a pipe and that, that spread it out to people. So, you know, it came from us and went out. It's like the pipe is clogged. The love's not able to get through in its purest form it's just dribs and drabs of what it is to love and we we're imperfect in that uh that's part of in again biblical christianity the the curse um okay enough uh again i'm going to try and do another original song if that doesn't materialize because now i have two songs to do uh then i will play a song that i recorded um either somebody else's song or one of my own. I have a few of my own that I've never, I haven't played publicly or played on this platform before. So thanks for joining me again. This one's a little long. I'll probably edit it out a little bit. Um, I hope to see you in episode seven. Bye. So most of the original songs I've been doing on this podcast are uh, songs I haven't performed in public. Um, or I haven't played in a long time. Anyway, they're not songs I've been overly comfortable with. And they seem a little chunky to me. So, song I'm working on right now, not quite ready for public. So I'm going to do this Dylan song. Um, little side note, this guitar uh, strap here was from the commune days. Um, so I've had that since 72, I guess. Uh, made by the, uh, I'm not using names, am I? Okay. The guy that, the leather craftsman from the commune. Um. Thank mm-hmm. you.